Welcome to Weight Loss And, where we delve into the world of weight loss. I'm Jim Hill. And I'm Holly Wyatt. We're both dedicated to helping you lose weight, keep it off, and living your best life while you're doing it. Indeed, we now realize successful weight loss combines the science and art of medicine, knowing what to do and why you will do it. Yes, the and allows us to talk about all the other stuff that makes your journey so much bigger, better, and exciting. Ready for the and factor? Let's dive in. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Weight Loss And. This is Jim Hill. I'm here with Holly Wyatt, and we're talking about weight loss, how to achieve it, how to maintain it. Holly, today, we're going to tackle a question that I really love around what you should you be eating? What's the composition of the diet should be eating? And let's, let's structure it around two questions. Are carbohydrates bad for you? And are fats good for you? Yeah, I think this is a question lots of people ask, and it's there's so much mixed messaging, right? Should I be eating carbs? Are they good for me? Are they bad for me? Same thing with fats. We've heard, are they bad? Are they good? There's so much mixed mixed messaging out there that people are confused. And yeah, they're they're confused and and they don't know what to do. So I think people are really interested in that. You know, we hear that you need to eat some carbohydrate. We hear that sugar is making you fat. We hear that saturated fat. Like butter is bad for you. You know, we're from Alabama. If we say butter is bad, you know, that butter is a food group here. So it's really n- hard to know what should I be eating? What should I consume? You got to eat something. If you look at the fads, we alternate. We've only got three things to focus on, carb, protein, and fat. And depending on the era, one or the other is popular. I remember in the, I guess it was the 70s and early 80s, low-fat diets were the, everybody was saying low-fat, low-fat, this and that. Today, maybe it's a little bit more low-carbohydrate. So these things are popular. The question is, what what is the right diet for people that want to lose weight and keep it off? So it is complex and it is sometimes hard to get our hands wrapped around. Let's take one question first. Let's take, are carbohydrates bad for you? Because I hear that out there. Carbohydrates are the problem. They're bad for you. You need to limit them. Lots of people are limiting their carbohydrates, um, restricting what they're eating, the food group of the carbohydrates, things that have carbohydrates in them. So what do we know about that? Yeah, let's start with the science. We always like to start the science and hopefully make it uh, understandable. So when you eat carbohydrate, there are three things that can happen. You can use it for energy. So you burn it. That's good to do that. So you eat it and then you get rid of it by burning it. You eat it and it fuels your metabolism. Okay. And, And a great example there is athletes. And we'll come back to athletes. They really burn a lot of carbohydrate. So you can burn it. Number two, you can store it. Now, our bodies have almost an unlimited amount of space to store fat. Not so with carbohydrate. You store it in the form of glycogen. You can put a little bit in your muscle and livers and bloodstream, but you can't store very much of it, okay? So what happens when you eat more carbohydrate than you burn, you fill up your glycogen stores. That doesn't take very long. And then the excess can actually be converted to fat. So if you're overeating carbohydrate, you can actually end up storing excess energy as fat. Oh, I think that's important because I know sometimes we hear that you can't take carbohydrate and store 
fat. You know, that's one of those iffy things. So talk a little bit more about that. How could you overeat carbohydrate? And maybe we should even say, what is carbohydrate? You know, just to make sure people know. What is carbohydrate? It's like, what What do we conclude? Sugar, bread, crackers. Vegetables have a lot of carbohydrate, whole grains, these sorts of things. We'll talk in a minute. There's sort of good and bad carbohydrates. And, yeah. and that's, you know, in, in, in thinking about how much carbohydrate you should eat, we're also going to have you think a little bit about what types. So let's say you eat too much rice. You eat a lot of rice. Right. That's a carbohydrate. Right. Can that be stored as fat? Absolutely. Uh, again, it's not the most efficient thing. Your body is very efficient at storing excess fat as fat. It's not very efficient at storing excess carbohydrates as fat. But if you have excess, you have to do something with it. When you've burned as much as you can and stored as much as you can, the only path left to your body is to convert it to fat. Either convert it to fat or store any fat that you eat. That's kind of how I think of it. Sometimes there's kind of two ways you could do that, right? It'll burn the carb, but then if you've eaten any fat, it'll go ahead and store that fat potentially. But the idea is anything you overeat is going to lead to excess fat storage. Now, overeating carbohydrate, you're not going to store the excess as efficiently as overeating fat, but you are going to store it. So the question, and you you hit on the right question, is how much do you burn? If you burn all the carbohydrate, no problem, right? You got no problem with that. Here's the problem, Holly, is one of the things that causes you to burn carbohydrate is movement or physical activity. Again, in athletes, they are taking in huge amounts of carbohydrate, but they're burning huge amounts of carbohydrate in physical activity. In a sedentary society, the amount of carbohydrate you need is lower. So it's easier to have an excess of carbohydrate. Again, you know me, we can't get away from physical activity. Diet's important, but physical activity is important too. If you're an athlete, if you're physically fit, carbohydrate in most cases is not an issue for you. If you're overweight, sedentary, not moving very much, it's easy to overeat carbohydrate and that is going to result in weight gain. So let's make sure we understand this right here. So Basically, if you're moving a lot, if you're spending energy, and we say athlete, but I don't know that you have to be like a, a true what people maybe think is an athlete. But if you're out there moving and you're you're getting in your your steps and your your you know lifestyle activity counts and everything, you're just not you know sedentary sitting all day. If you're moving, then you burn some of that carbohydrate, and you can in theory, I think, eat some of that carbohydrate and not have to worry about it getting stored as body fat. Is that is that fair? To put simply, if you have excess carbohydrate in your diet right now, you have two strategies. You can reduce your carbohydrate intake or you can increase your physical activity. Yeah. So people who aren't moving, reducing that carbohydrate intake, which would reduce their overall intake, that might work pretty well, it sounds like. We know it works well in the short term because low-carbohydrate diets work. You and I have done research on this. We've compared low-carbohydrate to other forms of diets. And in fact, if you restrict carbohydrate, absolutely you can lose weight. And when you lose weight, it has a very positive effect on metabolic health. Yeah. So sounds like that's, that's one possibility, right? One possibility is to do that. I think it's why low carb diets are so popular. 
They're one way of losing weight. But the problem is what we see, and I think what the data suggests is not a lot of people can stay with these over the long term. They're great for a while. They're great for weight loss. But people at, people like carbohydrates. It's hard over time to restrict carbohydrates. Right, right, so right. So if you do it, it works. It's hard to do it over the long term. So in theory, if you were a person that you did it and you felt good and you you just don't like carbohydrate, then it might be it might be a longer term solution. I mean, really, any diet is hard to adhere to long term, not just a low carb diet. It's just, you know, we have that problem. You know, I started out before we did the research. I was very skeptical. I thought, you know, th this may not be a great diet to lose weight. But you know what? We and others now have shown it's perfectly fine way to lose weight. I was on a low carbohydrate diet through all almost all of my um, residency, a little bit of medical school, some of residency. But then when I started to kind of pick up my activity, I changed things. But I, I did it for a period of time. It, but but like you said, when you want some carbohydrate, there's a problem because you can't, you can't have it. And so we are kind of, I did want to have some of the things that are carbohydrates in my diet, which brings me to are all carbohydrates equal? Do I have to cut out all of my carbs or could I look at like just the sugars? You know, sometimes they say, okay, let, you don't have to cut, cut out the grains and the complex carbs. What about sugar? Is it different? You know, the way we classify carbohydrates is very complex. We used to the old way where there were simple and there were complex. But, but really, if you look at it, the kinds of carbohydrate that bring other nutrients are vegetables and whole grains and so forth because you get you get calories but you also get vitamins and minerals contrast that with sugar and some of the other carbohydrates same number of calories coming in but you don't get the other stuff with it you don't get the vitamins and minerals etc so you know, and again, I'm I'm not of the mindset that sugar's the total enemy here, but if you want to cut out carbohydrates, sugar is a good place to start because you're simply getting calories and not a lot of nutrients with it. So I do think as you're thinking about cutting your carbs, thinking about which kinds of carbohydrates you may want to cut out first. I agree that the sugars sometimes, like you said, don't bring anything with them. And sometimes it's easy to kind of consume a lot, especially beverages. I always think about sugars like in soda and those energy drinks and, um, you know, sweet tea. We're here in Alabama, so sweet tea has a lot of uh, sugar. So that's something maybe is is a way, you know, a specific type of carbohydrate you could try to eat less of. So why do you think it's so easy to overeat sugar, to overeat carbs? Because it tastes good. I mean, again, a lot of our food intake is driven by taste. So if you look at the things that add taste to foods, it's sugar, fat, and salt. And so, and when you get those in the right combination, it's you can't resist it. But we enjoy those. We enjoy those. You think of them as treats. They're the kinds of foods that taste good. And that's part of the problem is they do taste good. So it's hard over the long term. It's People are pretty good in the short term at restricting carbohydrate. But you know, we have had low-carbohydrate diets around for a long, long time. And if that were the only solution, 
we would have seen an impact on obesity rates. It's not the only solution. And one of the things we'll come back and talk about maybe later here, our new episode is, it's okay to lose weight on one kind of diet, but to keep weight off on another kind. I am absolutely convinced that losing weight on a low-carb diet is perfectly fine. You're going to improve your health. You're going to lose weight. I'm a little bit more skeptical in whether very many people can maintain that over the long term. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's hard to eat low-carbohydrate diet for long periods of time for some of the things that we've talked about. But, you know, I always say, and yet these diets remain very, very popular. Why do you think that's the case? I mean, it, it, they're not going away. It's been, we've been d- doing low-carb diets for a very, very long period of time. Yep. They don't go away because they work for weight loss. And again, you and I talk about this all the time. People focus on getting the weight off. Right. The hard part is keeping it off, but that's not where people want to focus. And low-carb diets are a very good way, not the only way, but a very good way to get the weight off. That's why they're popular. And you find people that do them over and over. I'm going back to a low-carb diet because it worked before. Well, mm-hmm. if you have to go back to it, it probably didn't work before. Yeah. And I think you get some rapid weight loss at the beginning with a low-carb diet Yes, because you pull out the, that glycogen we talked about where you can store some of that carbohydrate. And with that, you get a big water weight loss, which we don't care as much about water as we do about fat, but you see it on the scale. You see those pounds coming off really, really quickly. And I think that kind of motivates you to feel like you're, you're, you're successful. And when you feel like you're successful, you continue it. So, so I agree. And, you know, I think the idea is you do need to think about what diet you use for weight loss and then what do you, can you do long-term? What diet can you adhere to for weight loss maintenance? So that brings us to the second question or really kind of, we were even thinking about these as kind of diet myths, Jim, you know, are fats good for you? You know, I hear on social media all the time that you need to eat more fat to lose weight. I mean, they literally show that. They say cutting fat is not the best way to lose weight. And actually, they even say sometimes it causes you to not burn fat. And they always show this bacon and eggs, you know, sizzling in a in a, in a skillet saying, this is what you need to eat to lose weight. And, you know, everybody's got it all wrong. So, so what do you think about that? Are fats good for you? Should you use fats? Should you eat fat to be able to lose weight? So again, let's start with what we know about the science. And again, we don't know everything. Uh, and again, in the in the 70s and 80s, all the advice, government advice, uh, uh, you know, scientific societies saying, eat low fat. That's the way to lose fat, to lose weight and be healthy. In fact, clinical studies show that when people actually follow a low fat diet, they can lose weight on the low-fat diet. And you and I have compared the low-fat diet to the low-carb diet. Several other studies have done that. The bottom line that I am absolutely convinced of, both diets work equally effective. Now, here's the interesting thing is on each of those diets, there's some people that do well and some people that don't do well. So it may be that one of these days we'll be able to predict, Holly, this diet is best for you for weight loss. But the science suggests that low fat does help in keeping weight off. Now, how you, you need fat. You need fat to be healthy, but you don't need that much of it. So wait, I got a question though, Jim, because I can remember back 
long time ago, the whole kind of, we got on a big low fat kick and we took fat out a lot of foods. It, it, low fat was everywhere. And we still gained weight, right? It, 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 we, we didn't solve the problem. So, so what was that about? I think a lot of people say, see that shit that didn't work. That's why a lot of the, the de- people say that, oh, you should need the fat. People point to it, it's not working, but let's look at what really happened. A lot of people call this the snack well phenomenon. I remember, remember those. Remember snack wells? They were yes. cookies that were low fat. And so it tasted really good. Uh, you eat the whole pack. You're right, right. There was no fat, so I could eat the whole box. That's what so that's here's, the here's the problem with how people interpret nutrition messages. So the message, and it was everywhere, eat low fat. That was the message. It, it got out there. It was really good that everybody knew that, you know? And the food bad. industry, in an effort to go along with that, said, okay, the government's saying eat low-fat. Let's make low-fat product. To make low-fat products taste good, what do you have to put in them? Sugar, salt. Sugar, okay. carbohydrate. Yeah. So Snack Wells was a cookie that was low in fat, but high in carbohydrate. So if you look at the available data. And you know, I'm not a big fan of self-reported food intake, but what seems to have happened in the efforts to reduce fat, fat didn't actually go down in terms of the amount we're eating. What happened is we started eating more carbohydrate and overeating and contributing to weight gain. So I don't think it's fair to say low fat doesn't work because I don't think as a society, we've actually tried that. So I think number one, reducing carb or reducing fat will produce weight loss in the short term. What we need to help people think about is once you lose the weight, what's the right combination of fat and carbohydrate? Yeah. And it sounds like when we did the when when we were trying to reduce fat, we didn't concentrate on reducing calories. And that to me is the key. You know, that's the learning. I don't think it was purposeful. I don't, you know, people, I don't think there's any conspiracy theory here. I think we didn't understand it fully. And the idea is the way to reduce calories, what we thought was to reduce fat. But if you didn't do that, if you put in additional calories instead of pulling the calories out, yeah, it did not, it didn't work, which I guess kind of makes sense now. But I think then we didn't fully appreciate that uh, quite as much. You know, that's one thing that we've consistently found in the National Weight Control Registry, our our registry where we follow successful people. They generally are following a low-fat diet, not super low-fat, but a low-fat diet, but they also are mindful of calories. So those two things together, if you're simply reducing fat and not paying attention to calories, that's not good. You've got to do both. But the same thing on carbohydrate. It's not fat or carb alone. It's fat and carb in combination with total calories. So what about different types of fat? We talked about different types of carbohydrate. There's different types of fat. What about healthy fats? Can you eat as many much of those as you want? What, what does that mean? So number one, fats contain more energy than carbohydrates. So carbohydrate has four energies per gram. Four calories. Four calories per gram. Fat has nine calories per gram, two and a half times more. So you have to be mindful that if you're eating fat, you're taking in more calories. And there's no kind of fat that you can eat unlimited amounts of. Now, there are fats that are thought to be better and worse. You hear a lot about monounsaturated fats, olive oil, right? The Mediterranean diet, a lot of these healthy diets say 
eat olive oil. And if you're going to choose your fat, olive oil is monounsaturated like olive oil are a pretty good choice. But again, you can't eat unlimited amounts of them. The other two kinds of fat are unsaturated fat and saturated fat. And in general, the advice to people is avoid saturated fat. And that's basically animal fats. Unsaturated fats are vegetable-based fats. So the advice right now is limit saturated fats. Of the fats you eat, make them more monounsaturated and polyunsaturated. Yeah. And I think the key with that, Jim, is a lot of that message is the good fats may have some protective or some helpful for your heart health, and the bad fats may not, right, might cause cardiovascular disease. But when it comes to calories and when it comes to body weight, that's where I think the message gets confused because we hear good fats and it may be good for your heart, right? Of all the fats, that may be the best one for your your cardiovascular system, for your brain. There may be some positive in that. And then we definitely think that saturated fat might be on the negative side, but that's not necessarily talking about weight loss. That's right. If you can, you know, people are saying, I want to eat as much unsaturated fat as I can. That's a recipe for obesity. Calories count. What you want to do is decide, you know, what your fat limit is going to be. And of those fats, the majority should come from polyunsaturated and monounsaturated. Yeah. But wait, Jim, so let I just want to, this is such an important topic, I think, in, because people don't get it. If you ate the, you can, let's say a uh, hundred calories of a good fat, and 100 calories of a saturated, what we're considering a bad fat, right? Not a, not a non-healthy fat. Would the body see them any difference in terms of body weight regulation, in terms of weight loss, weight loss maintenance? Now, specifically, like, are they different in terms of the calories? Doesn't seem to be different there. They may have different effects on health. So they may right. have a different effects on cholesterol and yes. other sorts of things. But let's put it another way. If you overeat, 100 calories of olive oil and overeat 100 calories of lard, it's going right. to lead to the same increase in weight in the body. There, that's the message I think we want to get out that's really confusing for some people because they think that, oh, olive oil, I can put it on as much as I want. It's good for me. It's not going to hurt. You know, they just feel like it's a free flowing fat that there's, they can do no wrong with that. And I think there's that's really no important. free nutrient that you can overeat and not suffer weight gain from it. Anything is ultimately going to be stored. You're going to store fat if you overeat it. Right. And once again, just like the carbohydrate story, if you do go on a low fat diet to try to reduce weight and, and it will, if you reduce your fat and reduce your calories, you will lose um, some weight. But if you end up pulling the fat out, uh, but substituting something else in, you're not going to lose weight which I think is a critical... The, the last thing on fat, and I'm just going to put it in as a teaser for a future episode, is, you know, we spent decades getting people to switch from full-fat dairy to low-fat dairy. And there's a real controversy in the scientific field about whether actually full-fat dairy might be better than low-fat dairy. This is yeah. totally 
unclear at this point, okay. but it's a fun, there's a lot of research that's coming through. Dairy has saturated fat, but research suggests it may, may not act like other kinds of saturated fat. So we're not going to talk about that now, but. So that's something we may not know. We don't know. Do not go out and say, get rid of your low fat right now, but stay tuned. That's an interesting scientific question. That's Which being just evaluated. shows we think we know stuff, but we learn new things and, and it's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. So I think, you know, low-fat diets remain popular too. Yeah. Well, in the National Weight Control Registry, still the majority of people are using low-fat diets. There are some that are using low-carb, but the majority are still using low-fat. Yeah. I think that for some people, once again, it's very individual, low-fat diet long-term may be a little bit easier to do than a low carbohydrate. But but let's be clear, Holly, we talked about the problems in maintaining a low carb diet, same problems in yes. adhering to a low yes. fat diet. So we can't criticize carb because no. it's hard to adhere to either one. It is hard to hear, adhere to either one. So, so let's get some really concrete advice here. How much carbohydrate should you take in? Here, Here's what the... Um, the uh, dietary guidelines recommend, and they give you a wide range. They recommend 45 to 60% of your calories coming from carbohydrate. That's a wide range. So what I would say is if you're physically active, you want to be on the higher end of that. If you're yeah. sedentary, you may want to be on the lower end of that. If you're a regular exerciser, I totally believe that you do well with 50 to 60% of your calories coming from carbohydrate because you're burning them. Got it. Okay. Now on fat, the dietary recommendations, again, a wide range, 20 to 35% fat. My sense is 35 is too high. People in the National Weight Control Registry report less than 30%. Now that's self-reported. So we know, we know it's probably higher than 30%. I think 20% fat diet, if you could follow it, it would be great, but it's, it's hard to do that. And physical activity plays a role here too, because physical activity burns carbohydrate and fat. So again, if you're sedentary and overweight, you may want to be toward the lower end of that. 20 is difficult. 35, I think is pretty high. So you may want to think about being somewhere in mid-range there. Yeah. So if you are active, you can eat more calories and you can eat a little bit more carb and you can eat a little bit more fat, which makes which makes sense. Well, I think. we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about that because I think you and I have seen over time it's very difficult for people to keep weight off without physical activity. Yeah. Physical activity does so much, but it burns carbs, it burns fat, and it burns calories. Yeah. And, and there's a whole, a, a bunch of other stuff that we think can, can help out, but okay. So Jim, what, um, do you eat a low carb? Do you eat low fat? What do you eat and why do you eat it? Yeah. I actually start with being active. I try to get at least an hour a day of intentional physical activity. And then I try to incorporate movement throughout the day. So I don't limit carbohydrate. I actually like carbohydrate. I try to eliminate the um, the simple stuff. So I rarely consume a, bev a sweetened beverage. Um, so, so again, that's an easy one, I think, to give up. So for me... I try to, I, I'm not following a low fat diet, but I try to watch high fat foods. 
I like to be physically active, and my carbohydrate intake is probably above 50%. Okay. How about you? Yeah. So, you know, I struggle with my weight. So I'm constantly, you know, kind of thinking about my diet in terms of either do I need to lose a few pounds? Uh, Have I gained a few pounds? Therefore, I'm in weight loss mode, or am I maintaining? And it kind of changes for me. If I'm in weight loss, if I put on a few pounds, or I'm getting to my summer weight or something, and I'm in it, need to be in a negative energy balance, and I need to really control my appetite, uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower carb. Uh, That's what tends to work for me, but I'm going to do it for a very finite period of time, meaning for a certain length that I need to to lose the weight. So I tend to go low carb because I can adhere to it for a short period of time. It gets me in that negative energy balance where I burn fat, meaning I'm not eating a lot of calories and I can be still kind of satisfied. Um, So I do that. But one of the things I do when I go low carb is I don't go low vegetable. I keep a lot of vegetables. So that's where I'm going to get my carbohydrate source from is vegetables because I need volume. So it's low carb, but I'm definitely pulling out more like the sugars and not the vegetables and not the high fiber type um, carbohydrates. And then when I'm in maintenance and yeah, my activity is high, or if I'm kind of doing, I, I, I do some runs and some, some 5Ks and 10Ks, that's when I put back in the carbohydrates and I just maintain my weight with that additional carbohydrate. I'm pretty low fat the whole time through. So basically, what we're telling people, you can lose weight by reducing carbohydrate, you can reduce weight by losing fat or lowering fat. Both those are difficult in the long run. So after you lose the weight, and we've talked before, Holly, about looking at a three to six month period for weight loss, if you're on low carb, you're probably going to need to increase those carbs. The way to do that without gaining weight is physical activity. Same way with low fat. If you're following low fat for a while and then you lose the weight, you're probably going to need to increase fat a little bit and focusing on the healthy fats and increasing physical activity. And it comes back to if you want to increase your your fat and carbohydrate intake, you've got to increase your total calorie expenditure, which means you've got to move more. But either of these works, I, I think it's a mistake to say carbs are bad, fats are good. It totally depends. And what you've got to do is find that composition that works for you. It may be different during weight loss than keeping weight off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, that individual piece, what works for you? And that's uh, allowing people to kind of figure that out. You've got to kind of do a little bit of your own research and figure out what works for you in those different situations. You know, there's a whole effort in the nutrition field called precision nutrition to identify how to determine the right diet for you. But we're still a long way off from doing that. And right now, it's a little bit about trial and error. But I think what we know is it's not one size fits all. There are some people that are going to do better on one form of diet than the other. Eventually, science will help us figure out who that is. But right now, experiment a little bit. Choose your diet, low fat, low carb, lose the weight, and then play around with how you add carb and fat back in to keep weight off. But you got to move. Yes, but okay. So pie in the plate activity, uh, you've got to move. But here's the other kind of pie in the plate I want people to really think about is 
it's okay to lose weight on one type of diet and then to keep it off with another. I think sometimes we think, well, whatever we, we, we're doing to lose the weight, you got to do it forever. No, it's okay. You could, this diet could be the best one for you to get some weight off. And this other diet, low fat, low carb, may be the best diet to keep it off. And then you add that physical activity in, and that's when you can really play around with it and figure out what works best for you. You know, Holly, we're going to do an episode a little later on what we've learned from the National Weight Control Registry. And one thing we learned is there was no similarity in how these people lost weight. They lost weight on every diet imaginable. But when we look at how they're keeping it off, we begin to find some things in common. And we're going to, we'll tell you about that in one of our future episodes. Yes, that'll be a good one. So, that's it. Wow. All this right. was uh this was some complex stuff and I hope we simplified it for people that there's no good or bad type of food. Carbs aren't good or bad, fats aren't good or bad. It's finding the right combo that works for you. I so agree. Tim and Holly signing out. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye everybody. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Weight Loss and We hope you enjoy diving into the world of weight loss with us. If you want to stay connected and continue exploring the ands of weight loss, be sure to follow our podcast on your favorite platform. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, questions, or topic suggestions by reaching out at weightlossand.com. Your feedback helps us tailor future episodes to your needs. And remember, the journey doesn't end here. Keep applying the knowledge and strategies you've learned and embrace the power of the and in your own weight loss journey.